Welcome to the Elevate Your Brand podcast, where we help online coaches learn how to elevate their brand, become the experts in their industries, so they can bring in more clients and create a life they want. I am your host, Chris Anderson. And if you want to make a difference in the lives of others, share this episode, go over to Apple Podcasts and follow us there to leave a positive rating and review, and together we can leave a bigger positive mark on the world. Today's going to be a great topic if you've been wondering, you know, how to just improve your mindset, how to be a mindsetter, uh, and what our guest likes to call it, control or have dialogue with your internal board of directors. So I think it's going to be a really good uh, practical conversation that you guys are going to be able to, you know, walk away or drive away whatever you're doing and, and be able to implement things uh, today with it. So uh, we have today Sebastian Colner on the show today, and he is the chief mindsetter. So Sebastian, welcome to Elevate Your Brand. Hey, Chris, it's a pleasure to be here. Absolutely. Glad to have you. So I'm excited to dive in these topics. And uh, first, you know, if you would just kind of high level, tell people about you and what what makes you the chief mindsetter? What makes me the chief mindsetter? Well, because I picked the title and you got to put something on LinkedIn, you know, when you go start working out for yourself. But no, seriously, it it does go a lot deeper than that. Um, The quick and the short version of it, if you met me in my 20s, early 20s, teens, and I would have said, you know, the reason I accomplish what I set out to do is because I don't have effing emotions. And you might have looked at me and said, everybody has emotions. And I'm like, no, you don't get it. I don't effing have them. And <laughs> the thing is, right, everything from the neck down was sort of disconnected. And all kidding aside, it took me until my mid-30s to really sort of get hit with the reality of things that not only did I have emotions, I actually had locked them away for years, right? And here I was driven, and it turns out it was all just in the effort to prove that I'm actually worth it, mm. that I am actually good enough. And yes, that can drive you, that can make you successful. And it takes a lot of effort and it takes <laughs> a lot of energy to maintain that mask. And I had a moment of actually finally recognizing myself after crying for hours mm. on the living room floor after guided meditation and finally recognizing myself. And that's when I realized, wow, that's what I want to do for other people. And you know what? I'm not the only one who has it all on the outside. It just feels somehow disconnected and miserable on the inside. And that's what got me started on the journey of how does this happiness thing work? You know, first I learned rapid transformation of therapy. How does the subconscious work? How do we all create our own matrix, our own reality? And then how do you get to be happy? And you know what? In a way, that's a muscle you can build. That's a skill you can learn. It's like going to the gym. You just got to know what muscle to train. And most of us never learn how to. And that's where, you know, setting your mind Mm, comes in. I think it's and it's a good visualization, like setting your mind. You hear mindset and everything like that, but actually taking control of it, um, it's such a it's such a big part. And you know, I've had breakthrough, kind of like what you were mentioning, just where you're just, you know, broken down and realize like everything that's coming to the surface now, and you're able to work through that and and make light of it and it improve, which is the ultimate goal. And um, so, how do people start with that? Like setting their mind. I I really like that verbiage so um yeah where do they even begin well i think it starts from the realization that it's like your inner world creates your outer world Mm. and whether you consciously do it and actively do it or not you create your own world now that's a tough tough thing to swallow because people say there's circumstances there's all of that and i give you that but you always have one choice at the very least i think we can agree on that you have the choice Mm -hmm. of how do you react to it right do i come at it from this happened to me, or do I come from, okay, so this happened, what am I going to do about it? 
Or do I even get to take it a step further and say, okay, this happened for me. Yeah. What can I learn from it? How can I grow from it? Right? What inspiration might I get from this? And it's, you know, in, in one way, everybody knows this truth of life. Sometimes it's your greatest disasters, catastrophes, knockdowns that really take you, right, mm -hmm. to the next step. Not fun in the moment, right? But that's what it is. And so the, the real question then is, how do we create our reality? And that's literally by, you know, the, the decisions we've made about ourselves, about other people and about how the world works, right? Mm -hmm. And in a lot of cases, the world we've created, I have this analogy, like when you break a bone, you put on a cast, mm -hmm. six weeks, whatever, right? And then, you know, you have six weeks of PT after, and then everything is fine and forgotten. Now, growing up, we don't just need food and shelter. We also need emotional stability. And no matter how loving your parents are, you don't need to have a traumatic childhood to experience kids who are mean, disappointment and all of that. Those are emotional wounds. And without us knowing it, we put casts around those. Yep. We just never take them back off. Oh. And the question is, what's that cast? And in a lot of cases, what do you do as a child? You go to your strengths. Mm -hmm. So when you encounter someone now who's controlling, what is that? That's a protective mechanism. That's the cast they put on as a child. Is that a bad thing? No, because in a lot of cases, that means... They can really analyze things really quickly. They can get to the core of complex matters, right? Yeah. On the other extreme, somebody who's always pleasing, always saying yes, what is that? Well, another learned mechanism, right, to get approval. And there's nothing per se wrong with it. It's a survival mechanism. But mm. until you become conscious of it, you don't even realize all the different voices in here that, right, that are running your, your boardroom. Yeah. Right? And here's one more thing. I will be happy when I have this, mm. right? Or I will take a vacation once I hit that, right? <laughs> or if you're an entrepreneur, once I hit whatever figure, I'll have more time for my family. Right. You know who that is talking? That's your inner judge. That's usually the inner critic, the guy that also puts you down for not being good enough, for having to prove something. Mm -hmm. And usually when you come and start working with me, that's the guy or the gal. My female clients usually call her the bitch. <laughs> yeah, you might have to bleep that out. But you know, <laughs> when you pay attention to it, we all know the voice in there. Sometimes it's a voice we know. Sometimes it's a voice we made up. Yeah, but it's the one that puts us down, that puts others down, that ha that always wants it different than it actually is, and that's what keeps us stuck. Mm. So start by realizing that essentially, you have a choice. Yeah, and that start by starts with looking inwards and just paying attention to those thoughts and catching the stories. Let's mm -hmm. just agree on the story in a neutral term, whether it's a belief or not. Most right. of it will feel true to you. Yes, I know. And you have experience to prove it. Yes, I know. Why? Because what you believe is what you filter for. Yep. Consider that you've made it all up. Right. And you could let go of any one of those beliefs. How would you want to show up in the world? Start mm -hmm. there. And then it's still a long road. Yeah, for sure. But I think that you're right. That's a great place to start. And it's, you know, it's like I always hear, I've heard that, uh, in people who are always negative, have negative things happen to them. Cause again, that's what the story they put out there and that's just continued what they get out. And so you've got to change and set that mind onto, you know, uh, better things and positive things and, and, and just take those steps. Doesn't mean it'll be easy, of course, but, uh, like you said, the, the journey is long, but it, it'll be worth it in the end. Um, and I like what you, again, and you mentioned this earlier and, and before we jumped on here and you just mentioned again, it was the internal board of directors, uh, I, I want to dive into this because I think this could be new for a lot of people and a very powerful kind of uh, visual and then and, and practice that they can put in place. So, so internal board of directors, what is that? And we can go from there. 
Right. So I studied with Shazad uh, Chemin over in Stanford, and just just a real quick for those so skeptics, right? So this is based in a lot of research mm -hmm. that they've done over there, right? With with exact all over the world, and he calls them saboteurs, mm. and I actually call them the board of directors. Why? Because we're not going to kick them out, mm. right? It's we started on that, right? So, so you have your judge and we all have them because if you didn't have this voice that constantly looks for what is wrong, you would have not survived, right? There was a time when the world was dangerous and 99 out of 100 times, leaves rustling was nothing. But the one time there was a saber-toothed tiger, it ate you if you didn't have the voice that right kicked you. Now, the, the trouble with it is a lot of us don't live in a dangerous world anymore, mm -hmm. but that survival brain is active, constantly active, and it has nothing to do. Right? It's not calibrated, right? So it finds everything that's wrong with how somebody looks at you, how somebody might, you know, reject you, how, how somebody might say no to you. And so that's what we create, right? So that's the ringleader, if you will, right? The one who puts you down, who says you're not good enough, who judges others and who always judges circumstances, right? Who says, oh yeah, you'll be happy when this and this happens. But if right. the closer you get to it, the milestone gets moved. We all know this. Yeah. Okay. And then there's Sort of, sort of based on your personal strengths and your personal profile, you might be more leaning towards independence or more towards right, collaboration. You might be leaning towards more, I want to you know, lead and control, or I might be uh, put a higher value on harmony. Mm. Right? None of these in and by themselves are better or worse, but depending right. on what your individual strength is, that's what you go to as a child to develop those survival mechanisms, which is why I actually like board of directors better because when they take over, right, when it becomes dysfunctional, mm -hmm. then it gets in the way. Harmony, you need people with those values if you want to build a team. Yep. Otherwise, human interaction doesn't work. Mm -hmm. But if it's going to the extreme to avoid me getting hurt, so I say yes to everything, <laughs> I'm not serving the team anymore, so it becomes dysfunctional, right? That's mm -hmm. a saboteur. Okay. Now, I don't want the please or saboteur in the boardroom table. But the focus on others, the harmony, right? Those values, those I want. So I want to just scale it back down. Gotcha. A hyperachiever, the term I think explains itself. And yeah. you know, especially when you're when you're when you're an entrepreneur, you're probably proud of your hyperachiever and the lie that one likes to tell. Without me, you would have not gotten anywhere. So get your hands out of me. <laughs> right. Whatever your internal dialogue is, yeah. But if you tone that back down, right, to the level of you won't lose your drive if you take the frantic drive out of it. Mm. What happens when you come from trusting that you're already worth it and then let your drive flow? You become more creative, right? You become better at building your team. That's what I mean. That's the difference. And that's why I say just bring order to your board of directors, right? Reduce it back to the strengths. Now, shall we take a look real quick at how we do that? Yeah, There's one sure. very simple thing that I can give everyone right yeah. here right now is let's do it. Uh, I mean, if we can, we can provide the link. It's not mine and I don't get anything out of it where you can sort of get your saboteur assessment. Gotcha. Read over the top two or three and I promise you will recognize the thought patterns, you will recognize <laughs> the thoughts and all of that. And here's what you can do with it. Mm -hmm. You don't have to do anything else. You don't have to work with me or, or pay anyone for this. But what you can do is just catch those thoughts and then label them as not I'm stupid, but my judge mm -hmm. says I'm stupid. You know what that does? All of a sudden you recognize this, those are not my thoughts. Yeah. There is a space between those thoughts and the actual part of me. And just creating that separation, that, that little space gives you a chance to actually choose how you want right, to react. And it doesn't matter whether you're afraid to say something because you're more of a pleaser. 
It doesn't matter whether you have a strong victim and everything is woes me and everybody's out <laughs> to get me. Just recognize that there is a voice in my head that says this, mm. but that's not necessarily me. Okay. And that enables you, that's the first absolutely critical muscle to build because it helps you realize I was right <laughs> when I said <laughs> um, it's all just stories. Yeah. We got used to believing that, right? And then there's other things to practice and to build. But if you start there, that was your earlier question too. Yeah. Then you're already, I don't know if halfway there, but a big giant step ahead because it gives you a chance to catch it. And the more you practice it, the more you catch it. And the less, how else do I put it? The less on autopilot mm. you go through your life in a direction you don't want. Yeah. Why sure. should I do this? Heck, if you take a look around and you like what your bank account has to say about what you believe about money, you like the relationship you have because you're totally in love and everything is just swell. You love the business you've built and everything else. In short, if you look around your life and you like the results you see, chances are you've already done the work. Mm -hmm. If you don't like what you're seeing, just yeah. consider for a moment that you have a big part in creating it. Gotcha. Yeah. And might it be worth it? That's up to you. Yeah. And I think right there kind of, you know, stems a thought in my mind is that, and I've heard it before, I'm sure a lot of people have, but uh, taking ownership or taking responsibility, like the results we get, the life we live, yes, there are external circumstances, but like you said earlier, like uh, it's how you respond and react. And I think when we can realize that and, and you know, it's funny, we were, it was just playing um, like a Frisbee game last night. My wife said, oh, uh, the Frisbee was wet. That's why I messed up the throw. I said, well, I mean, technically, yeah, Frisbee's probably wet, but, you know, just take responsibility. Just, and, you know, I threw it bad. Uh, and, you know, I went kind of through that with her joking around. But, like, it's true. Like, if I, in business, you know, don't close a sale, you know, maybe I just didn't show them the value good enough. It's on me. It's not that they're a bad person. It's not that the business is uh, not where it should be. It's just, you know, I did something maybe not correct or not the best and that's okay. And I want to improve on it, but taking ownership of the situations, I think we're so used to deflecting and, and kind of trying to put something else in, in place of ourselves, which uh, starts bringing us down this, I think the, the wrong kind of journey. Just, just to be careful on one thing though there, Chris, right? It's, it's this, it's it's a it's a controller tendency to say right I can I can definitely hundred percent impact the outcome right there's, right. there's this button and you 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 had it you you had it in there right with that cushion I just want to make that explicit. right for sure can I absolutely control my environment well no no right I cannot control what anybody else does and I cannot control whether or not the customer will actually in the end give me the sale but yeah, to your true. point yeah. right can I reflect on when did a little story come in that they might not have enough money to pay for it anyway and so mm -hmm. I backed up. Right. When did I, rather than asking where they were at and what they were thinking about it, being afraid of the rejection already ended the conversation myself. Right. That's to your point. Right. right? Exactly. Exactly where that where that room is. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that, while I'm chief mindsetter, a lot of that is emotion. Mm -hmm. So what's the link here? You know what? It's first those saboteurs come on and those stories. Often we don't even catch those. Right. But those trigger an emotional response. Right. The thought triggers an emotional response and that emotional response then determines the actions I take or don't take. Right. What I say and mm -hmm. what I don't say. And yeah. that leads to results. Whereas most people, if they want to change something, they say, OK, change the results or change your actions. Well, go do something different. Yeah. 
if you've tried that before, you know it ain't working. Right. And that's why, right? There's a, there's a couple of layers and probably 90% of the work is below the surface. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I agree. And I think it's a, it's a huge place to start is below the surface because, because I think once we're able to, you know, realize that and start making those small even improvements under the surface, you're going to see that ripple out uh, a little bit more simply in, into the, the bigger aspects of life. Right. right. So... Go ahead. No, I was just thinking, you know, that, that then brings up the question of like, you know, what's what's better, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm always careful there too. And it's like, mm -hmm. when people ask, so, so what's better or worse? I'm like, well, ultimately, why do you do anything? Why do you want to have anything? Because there's a certain expectation that it's going to make you feel a certain way. Right. Right. And here's the other cool thing. In a lot of ways, you can feel that way long before you have the thing. Yeah. Right. And then mm -hmm. you realize that a lot of the material, the external things we're striving for that, you know, I've been doing it. You've probably been doing it for quite a while. A lot of the entrepreneurs I work with have been doing this and all in the expectation of finally feeling whatever, right. Fulfilled. Mm -hmm. Nothing on the outside can give you that until you get a handle on those voices that keep driving you and keep telling you, well, if you could do it, anybody can. Right. <laughs> it's, it's just no real authentic joy in life and there's no alignment and there's no allowing yourself to be yourself and to feel fulfilled. Yeah. That's, and that's allowing yourself to be yourself and feel fulfilled. I think that's cause you know, I, that's something I personally dealt with was, you know, uh, never good enough kind of thing. Like, you know, mm -hmm. never feeling fulfilled because I, I need to do something else. I need to do more. And I even still catching that story, like in business and stuff, well, you know, I need to do, no, I don't like, I'm, I'm, I'm who I am and that's great. And if more comes or when more comes fantastic, but I don't need that to, to value myself. Uh, so it was something big I learned and still, I mean, I work on it every day. And so I think that's a crucial, crucial point right there. It is. And what you've alluded to there that I really liked about what you said is, you know, it says, it's work that's never done. Now, for me as a coach, that's great business, right? But all kidding aside, right? It's, I mean, I myself have this, right? It, it's just mm -hmm. not good enough. And every so often something happens, go, seriously? <laughs> all right, here we go again, right? It still gets mm -hmm. treated, right? There's still another layer to peel back. And every so often, right, um, you, you grow from your comfort zone into right that edge and expand it. And then you have a new one and then you can go to the mm -hmm. next edge. And... The thing in that, that it really comes down to, though, is the question of, well, what are you really after? Mm. And some of my clients come because they're just overwhelmed and exhausted and are just tired of right running, running, running without ever getting there. And some of them come because they've won their game and they go, now what? Yeah. There's, there's nothing left. But it all comes down to... How do you really measure success? Yeah. How do you measure or what is happiness to you? In the end, it's a very individual decision, but just for the sake of not keeping this too theoretical here, I want to give you a very, offer a very simple one. What's happiness? Feeling positive emotions more often than not. Mm. And that can be curiosity. That yeah. can be being passionate about what you do. That can be the love for your partner, for your children. There's lots of positive emotions. Yeah. And how do you feel them more often? 
right? Than not, when you take care of all the negative self-talk that I want to bet for at least half of our listeners, if not more, that's your default state. Yeah. Negative emotion, stress, mm -hmm. putting yourself down. When you start working on these thoughts, what I offered earlier, say, right, label it as my judge says, and mm -hmm. watch what happens to your breathing. Watch what happens to your shoulders. Watch how a weight almost falls off because you, 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 you distance yourself from a thought that is objectively simply not true. Mm -hmm. And your body responds to it, right? There's yeah. a bodily reaction to the thought and there's a bodily reaction to letting it go. For sure. And I think, and you kind of mentioned this earlier and, and so I so, uh, apologize if I reiterate it too much, but I think that internal board of directors, I think each one of them, you know, think of just my story. There are moments where those board of directors internally are created from an external person or thing that then sticks in your mind. You know, that, that time, you know, in school on the playground where, you know, someone says something negative about your appearance or your ability or something. And then boom, that judge is implanted in there. And I think uh, some of ours are so deeply seated and, and fed and, and that it's, it's a hard process to get them out or get them on the positive uh, only. So I think it, you, you know, I wonder if people can, if they can sit back and think of their life, especially if they're thinking of like individual board of directors in here in their mind and say, Hey, yeah, that judge is, you know, Billy on the playground in fourth grade, like, and put a even more personal possibly connection right. to start working through how, why they might be having those negative um, emotions through those. Yeah. There, there's, there's a lot to be said for that. Where, where I might offer one thing is, the judging itself is more the response to it. Okay. But what I'm totally with you is this idea that every so often there's a two-year-old running your business. <laughs> because if you get triggered, it's your response to, for, to take your example, right off the four-year-old yeah. to Billy on the playground. Uh -huh. right? it's, it's this wound where you might still be waiting for it. Now, we, we don't want to get all psychological and right. everything down to that. No, by no means. But why is that? Because, you know... Back then, you made a subconscious decision, and then you know it got reinforced and reinforced and reinforced. And today, oftentimes, you don't even know anymore where that originally came from. Mm. You know, um, people might think about because you've touched on this earlier, right? Then, when you have a negative story, you get more of it. Now, people are free to think about the law of attraction, whatever they want to. Here's how the brain works: you have what's called the reticular activating system. Mm -hmm. Are you familiar with the matrix? I love uh, the trilogy. Yeah, the, the a little bit, yeah, I haven't yeah, seen it in okay. a long time. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, if, go, go watch it. But essentially, except for us being plugged in by machines, it's it's the same mechanism, right? There's something that creates your matrix. Yeah, it's this, right? The part of your your, your brain that constantly scans for right validation of what you believe, mm -hmm. and you can do this as a very simple game. Take twenty seconds. Do, do we have half a minute? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Take twenty seconds right now. Look around your room and count everything that is brown. Too many to count. Do your best. It's fine. Okay, you said too many to count, so I'll cut you off here at 17, yeah. right? How, how many things did you find? I got to 20. All right, cool. Um, <laughs> and now tell me how many things in your room are red? No looking. Oh, uh, uh, exactly. I don't know. <laughs> exactly. Okay. It's, it's the same thing when you're, when you're looking for a car, right? And, and all those things, right? Now, here's another thing. 
well, let's see if you're real honest and everyone listening can, can do the same thing. How many things did you count for brown that were brownish, maybe orange on the verge to brown, you know, just, just to make sure you found lots of brown things? Yeah, probably a good, good amount. Yeah. Right. And this, what is brown? This, what is actually brown? Right? And this is this is what's illustrating this. Like I tell you, look for brown things, and this is what your brain goes and does, right? Yeah. That's the RAS in action. That's the matrix. Okay, so yeah. if at some point, because Billy said something and then somebody else, some teacher said it later, you've put in there, I'm I'm slow. Mm. That same thing that was looking for brown is constantly scanning for things that prove that you are slow. Yeah. Right. And this is how we create it. Mm. And so be very, very careful about what you allow in. Right. And if you do this with the help of someone or do this by yourself, almost doesn't matter, but start getting conscious about, I wonder what's playing in my matrix. I wonder what's, what's the line of code in there. I mean, heck you do a software update on your phone that, you know, is really a computer that you can use to make phone calls with <laughs> How often? every other night, something like that. Or something crazy. Right? Yeah. A lot. When, yeah. Did you, when did you last do a software update? In your mind. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Probably for a lot of people, not very, not very often. <laughs> exactly. You know, if you run a business and you struggle, so if taking it financially where you go, well, then you then you're touching on lines of codes that are some of my favorites, and that's what are your stories about money, mm. right? Inevitably, those will often lead you to the stories about your own self worth, but they also lead to growing up. What did you see? What did you hear? What did you experience around money? Is it hard to get? No wonder you're killing yourself working 70 hours a week in order to whatever, right? right. And, and this might seem a little oversimplified, but remember, your brain is looking for what's brown. Mm. If money is hard to get, that's what you're going to find. Yep. That's a good. Yeah, it's a good point. Again, and, and this has been great. I, and I, I really, again, m the mindsetter, I love that verbiage again. And, and just the, the thought of the internal board of directors, people can... I think can take this right now and start really, you know, meditating on that, thinking on that and say, okay, yeah, you're right. I, I have this judge or, you know, I have this, this board of director doing this to and, and be able to really start to open that up uh, just from hearing this. So I appreciate you, Sebastian, sharing all this uh, with the audience today. Um, Are you cool with adding one more quick nugget? Absolutely. That I found Absolutely. very practical and, yeah. and helpful because here's the thing, right? If you now find, because what, what we do is when you start on this journey, first it gets worse, right? Because all mm. of a sudden you become aware of all of that, right? <laughs> or you have a shitty day and you say, yeah, well, you know, I tried affirmations and I tell myself I'm great, but it doesn't work. Well, by the, for the same reason, right? Your, your fundamental thing is you're not. So this scans for what's not and everything else gets rejected. Mm. So don't try and go to, hurrah, I'm great. I should be in, Holo in Hollywood, right? <laughs> What I say is, especially on a really bad day, mm -hmm. just slow the negative train down and get back to neutral. And I've taken this from um, Abraham Hicks and, um, and and Esther Hicks. And anyway, it's, it's one of the most powerful little things. If you have a real shitty day and you want to stop and just pause it all, it is what it is. Yep. There can't be any resistance to it, right? Your nope. brain can't look around and say bullshit. No, actually, yeah, it is what it is, right? It is what it is. And what that as a mantra can slow down the stress response in your body, slow down the negative strain, and then you can reset from there, right? Because huge. deep work takes a long time. Sometimes you just need something, something quick. So mm -hmm. one we touched on is label those thoughts. Yeah. And if that doesn't help, show yourself some compassion, Take a breather and just go to, 
you know, it is it what it is. is. I am who I am. Mm. And often that can help you just get a bit of perspective, get some breathing space, and then decide yeah. where you want to go from there. Mm. So good. And I'm glad you added that because I think that's that's huge to be able to say it is what it is, regardless. Like, you can't change it. It's in the past. And reset and move forward. So, uh, again, thank you for that one. That was That's a great one to, to throw in there at the end. Uh, I appreciate that. So, uh, you know, where can people find you? connect with you and maybe look uh for your coaching if they need it well um i think easiest is and we'll provide the links here easiest is you know look me up on facebook look me up on linkedin i don't really bother with a fancy website at this point um i do put on free events every so often right that i put that up for and hey if you're cool with it i uh prepared a little sort of quiz scorecard you know are you ready to take your business to six figures and you know you can go take a look there and uh, find out if you're ready and uh, we can have a conversation based on that but really um find me facebook find me on linkedin happy to have the conversation and if you're already at the point where you say you know what yeah i know there's something here for me and i've tried and i just don't you know know how or i want to get deeper faster uh -huh. right it's this question does anybody need a coach well no you don't need one but the question is, why do top performers have one, mm -hmm. right? So you might want someone in your, in your corner. And mm -hmm. if you find someone that you really resonate with, reach out, have that conversation, and then see where that goes. And I'm more than happy, obviously, to have that conversation. So send me a message, and we'll go from there. Awesome. Yeah, guys, make sure you get connected and just, you know, take him up on his free information he gives out there and, and just continue to learn. And, yeah, if you're ready and it's a fit, go with it and uh, – we uh, look forward to hopefully having Sebastian back on the show in the future. I'm sure we can make another great conversation. And um, But until the meantime, Sebastian, again, thank you so much for being on Elevate Your Brand. It's been my pleasure. Thanks for having me, Chris. And thanks so much for tuning into this episode today. If you found value at all from this episode, please leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It just helps us get this show, these messages out in front of more people. And don't forget to share this with someone who you think could benefit from listening to as well.